0: You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.
1: Thanks for joining us once again here on Napa Broadcasting, our continuing conversations with the people that make Napa Valley College tick. We're going to spend some time today getting to know Robert Vanderveld. He was previously the Dean of Social Sciences, Science, Mathematics, and Engineering here at the college. He is currently the Senior Dean of Arts and Sciences, and it is my pleasure to welcome Robert here for the first time to Napa Broadcasting. Bob. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks,
0: Jeff. Good to be here.
1: It's great to have you here. Uh, we were talking before we went on the air. You've been
0: here for about two years. Talk a
1: little bit about your history, where you came from before here. You were a law professor, among other things.
0: So, t- so today's my two-year anniversary at Napa Valley College. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoyed it very much. It's been a great two years. Um, an interesting two years in uh, a couple of surprising ways, fires, etc., but uh, it's been terrific. We really love it here. Um, before coming here, I was an administrator. At Palm Beach State College in Florida, Um, I say that it's uh, pretty tough to upgrade from Palm Beach, but I think I have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Palm Beach is a a nice place, and talk a little bit about the college there. What was that? Um, Well, it was
0: it was a. significantly larger community, of course, Palm Beach County, the coverage area was a uh, million and a half people. And um, we had five campuses, and I was responsible for um, academics at, at one of those five campuses. Um, so it's a little different here being a, a essentially one large campus um, district covering the county.
1: What brought you here? What made you want to come here to Napa Valley College?
0: Um, well we've uh, we've enjoyed the area uh, very much we're looking for a place to um, put down roots and stay um, and this is certainly a beautiful place in a great part of the country so mm-hmm. very excited to s- see the opportunity here and I sent in a resume and the rest is history
1: and you spent a lot of time in the Midwest in Ohio I think Michigan I did
0: I grew up in Ohio um, I was uh, a practicing lawyer I did a lot of federal civil litigation um, in Ohio and around the country and then um, became a faculty member at Auburn University Montgomery in Alabama and stayed there for several years until some family issues had us move back up north and I was uh, an administrator and faculty member at Eastern Michigan University before moving to Palm Beach.
1: Talk a little bit about that transition from practicing law, being in the private sector essentially, to becoming a professor.
0: Well, it's um, uh, always been an interest of mine. I've been um, interested in public service. Um, I was interested, of course, in in higher education. And um, I spent my teaching, uh, basically teaching law, to um, undergraduates and graduate students. Um, Took students to the U.S. Supreme Court for oral arguments. um, And then they came back to campus and uh, did their own oral arguments in a case that uh, we created for them. So um, it was a logical connection, I also had a background in employment law and so my work in higher education administration I think uh, drawing on the legal background is helpful. We have to from time to time interpret laws and uh, a big one that we've got going on right now is Assembly Bill 705 that uh, was a legislative mandate for changing our curriculum in English and math and so having a legal background I think has been very helpful in this role. Talk a little bit about teaching law and and the
1: various students that you had along the way because one of the things it seems to me in teaching law is that you get students that are there for so many different reasons. You
0: you do, and I had um, both folks in uh, criminal justice. I wasn't teaching in law school. I was teaching undergrads and graduate students in uh, criminal justice and judicial administration programs, Um, and so they do come with a variety of backgrounds. Uh, It was important to recognize that we're talking about uh, teaching about the law, We're not teaching practicing lawyers and um, making sure that it wasn't law school, but it was uh, about the law and how the legal system works and how the legal system sometimes does not work, uh, but to prepare people to work in and around the legal system.
1: If you were teaching it today, would it be any different?
0: Um, well, I do teach today. I've actually taught uh, intro to American government here, ah. um, where a lot of that had to do with the Constitution, and so I have to keep up with those things. I read the Supreme Court opinions regularly to see what's going on and uh, check in on the latest developments in the legal system. I'm not a lawyer in California. I'm admitted in Ohio and District of Columbia and a number of federal uh, courts, including Mm-hmm. Than California, um, but uh, so I can't give legal advice, but I can certainly teach about the law.
1: Is it your plan to? Uh be part of the California bar at some point?
0: Uh, I think I would have to spend a lot more time in uh, study and right. uh, work. And, and given that I wouldn't be spending a lot of time doing any actual practice although well, it probably isn't worth it to, for me to do that. Um, but um, I'm, I'm happy to participate, visit Bar Association events, and uh, you know, visit the courts and see, see what's going on in the state. When
1: you came here, initially, you were working in the areas of mathematics and engineering, and you, you were deemed covering those areas. Talk a little bit about that, because it's very different than, than the law and the arts and humanities. Uh,
0: well, it is, but um, again, I think the legal background is helpful. Mm-hmm. As an educational administrator, um, you're responsible for interpreting uh, Title Five and um, understanding the regulations and understanding the education code, um, and so I, I draw on that background regularly. Um, I w- had been responsible when I first came for uh, social sciences, science, math, and engineering. And that portfolio has changed and expanded a little bit now with uh, arts and sciences. And, um, And I'm actually very excited about that change.
1: Talk a little bit about what your portfolio is now, the specific areas that you're involved in. Uh,
0: So I'll continue to oversee the sciences Mm -hmm. and engineering and uh, mathematics, uh, but also now the arts and humanities and the activities in the Performing Arts Center, um, our visual arts program, our theater productions, um, our um, performance arts, um, as well as the humanities courses that we offer. And it's uh, quite a wide range of courses that we have.
1: Talk about the humanities area, and it often gets neglected in all this talk today about science and math and engineering and and a little bit about why it's so important.
0: Well, it certainly is, and uh, we we have a wide variety of offerings in the humanities uh, uh, really touching on... um, all of the parts that make up this state and make up our country. Um, we have um, uh, courses that, that look into the uh, Latino heritage. We have a course on uh, uh, Filipino, Filipino-American uh, heritage. Uh, we have um, uh, working on a social justice degree as well that is a degree for transfer for students. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty broad range of offerings and it really um, is about what we, are, we, what we are as a people.
1: Talk a little bit about the emphasis today on science and engineering and math and how you feel about that being such a strong focus today.
0: Well, it is a strong focus, but I'd also, it, it's not just STEM, um, mm. it's also STEAM. It's science, right. technology, engineering, arts, um, and math. And, Which and gets there, <laughs> left out in so many it, places. It, it does, um, but I think it's its important to note that because uh, the arts are important and they, there is a connection. Uh, you know, There's a great connection between music and math, for example. Um, there's a, uh, the creative part of uh, what is needed in uh, technology is is so important, and so making that uh, I think is a logical connection when we look at a portfolio that includes arts and sciences is trying to bridge those gaps a little bit.
1: And we're seeing that more and more, particularly in project-based curriculums, and even in K-12 today, where where all of those things come together.
0: Um, it does, and and I think we also see that the lines are blurring between mm-hmm. K-12 and higher education. We're We're expanding dual enrollment opportunities for students here. Um, I see great potential in having uh, high school students participate in our performing arts programs. We have a a large range of humanities courses that we offer at local high schools for dual enrollment for students as well. Um, So those lines continue to blur, and um, the the students who who are um, in those programs uh, thrive, and uh, they end up doing very, very well.
1: What are some of the things that you would like to change or to do or to accomplish in your new position?
0: Well, I would like to see the, our... Um uh... performing arts center be a place that uh... more and more people in the community come to um, and participate in the events and activities that that happen there and expand uh... the reach of those activities uh... to expand additional community partnerships uh... there's a lot of great activities that happen uh... just this week for example we have uh... the cafeteria kids program uh... they are um, a group of uh... students uh, elementary school students, but also working with college right. students and working with professionals. And they're going to be performing Susicle the Musical, the junior version. Uh, they're going to be doing that Friday at uh, 2 and 6. Well, Friday, June... Um, June 21st, depending on when you're listening to this broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that should be lots of fun, because it's not just the kids. If you've got 40 kids, they have 80 parents, or maybe more with step-parents, and they have 160 grandparents, and they have aunts and uncles, and, they have, uh, and they're all really proud and excited to see what their kids are doing, and it's an opportunity for them to come and see uh, the college, because we are in Napa Valley's community college. And so getting the community there and participating in in the activities of the college and the life of the college I think is really important. Talk a little bit about the community and,
1: and how you see it. You've jumped in, as as far as I can see, you've jumped in with both feet into uh, community activities. I know that you're part of, I think, the current class of Leadership Napa Valley. We we just graduated, just gra- graduated class, class thirty-two. Class. Yep. And talk and a it's little a, bit about getting involved in the in the community and what you think of it, what you've seen.
0: Um, Leadership Napa Valley is a is a terrific program. It's a it's a wonderful opportunity to connect. Um, I refer to it as sort of like a foreign language immersion course for somebody who's new in the area. Um, you're there and every, uh, every one Friday a month and, and lots of other activities that happen as well. Um, and getting connected and learning about the Napa Valley in a variety of areas uh, from business to government uh, to uh, the uh, tourism sector, the wine industry sector, uh, the health and human services sector. Uh, really a, a lot of activities that happen that introduce and connect us with um, the community. And I've really enjoyed that. It's been a great program and I really, Recommended for anybody. Um, I've gained a lot from it. Um, I learned a little bit more about the community. I have some great friends, uh, and we've been involved in a community service project. It's called Senior Moments, and it's on our local radio station, Mm -hmm. KVON. Um, It's a program for information for senior citizens because our group saw that there was a need for more information for seniors in the area. And so we put that on, and we're working with um, my friend Will Marsencia from KVON and putting that on the air. It's on um, every Wednesday at uh, 7.30 a.m. and rebroadcast in the noon hour Mm -hmm. and and so just being able to give back to the community uh, I think is part of the structure of that program but it's also a really valuable part of that program and what has
1: surprised you the most in what you've learned about Napa as a community versus some of the other places you've lived and been Uh,
0: so uh, um, the one thing that uh, I have to keep reminding myself is that I need to bring the bags into the grocery store It, it, it's a it's a wonderful community. It's um it, it's a um, it's a small town feel with a lot of big city amenities, um, and I think it's uh, it's a great place to live. And uh, really really happy to be putting down roots here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're very involved in, in the political world, and you've paid attention to that, and I'm sure paid attention to it here in the community. Talk a little bit about what you've observed.
0: Well, I, I think that I have become, I've moved from being a liberal Democrat to being a moderate Democrat, not by changing my positions on any issues, but by moving from Florida to California. <laughs> I see, <laughs> So there, that is a difference. <laughs> there, there is definitely a difference, and, and um, th- this community is, is very active. Um, it, uh, it pays close attention and careful attention to its elected officials to make sure that they're continuing to do what we elect them to do, um, and I've, I've enjoyed getting to um, know that system and how it works and, and learning a bit more about uh, what happens in, in state and local government in, uh, in the area. And
1: talk a little bit about your experiences here at the college. I mean, obviously a different environment than, as you said earlier, than you were at in Florida.
0: Sure. Well, um, of course, the, the landmark event a couple months after I got here was uh, the wildfires, right. and the the college, uh, what became really clear is how important the college is as part of the community, because we became a service agency for the community, and serving as a, a shelter when we were shut down for two weeks, and uh, bringing people uh shelter for not just people, but uh, dogs and cats and the goldfish and you know so we we had a little of everything going on Um, and and you would think that that might be completely different and unusual um, but I just pulled out the hurricane preparations plans for the college from Florida and, and used part of that in what we huh. did here. So it's a, a exchanging one form of natural disaster for another. But um, it also was, was a, a, a good welcome to the community because just seeing the overwhelming generosity of people in Napa and bringing boxes after boxes of supplies for so people who fun. had nothing, uh, it was, it was a, a, a really a, a great experience, a difficult time, um, but a powerful experience for me. And you expect to stay here for a while? I do indeed. Well, not, not going anywhere. All right. <laughs> Robert
1: Vandervelde, I thank you so much for coming in and giving us a little history. Thanks, Jeff. Good Terrific. to be with you.
0: Local voices, local conversation. NapaBroadcasting.com.